Hey guys, it's Anthony Rodriguez, and thank you for listening to the first episode of My Scene, My Rules uh, podcast. Um, today's guests were Los Angeles' own gadget car, who I happen to be a member of. Uh, we talked band history, uh, the songwriting process, how the Hollywood scene and the recording scene has changed since they've started, and we ended with an acoustic set. So uh, thank you guys for joining me on this journey. Uh, make sure to go to www.myscenemyrules.com where I will post this podcast. Uh, hopefully I get up on iTunes pretty soon. Uh, if once I do, I'll let everyone know. You could go and rate that, subscribe to it, you know, do what you guys got to do. Uh, without further ado, uh, I present to you my first episode and hope to, you know, my goal is to get about 50 of these episodes in. So let's see what we got in store. All right. Thank you guys. And uh, on with the podcast. <laughs> Let's start the show. Hey, I'm Anthony. I've been part of the Los Angeles comedy and music scene for quite a while. I'm a musician, comedian, I produce and promote my own shows. Hell, I've even tour managed, so I've kind of seen it at all angles. So I'm here to share my friends and our stories about my scene, my rules. All right, welcome to the first episode of My Scene, My Rules with Anthony Rodriguez. Uh, my first guests are the Gadget, or not the, excuse me, fuck, dude, I'm in this band, I don't even know the, you're, the name of the band. It's Gadget, Gadget Car, or G-Car for short. Right. Yeah, the, from, from, or the G-Car. Or the G-Car, yeah. yeah. El Caro Gadget. Oh. Yes, that's Oh, cool. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's a band that I'm also currently in. Yes. Um, introduce yourselves. My name is Mark Rivera. I play bass and I sing. All right. Tim Curiel, uh, drums. All right. And I'm, I'm Anthony, the host of this show, and I've been playing guitar with you guys for like the last 10, 11 years. Oh, damn. It's been yeah, that long. Been long shit. Yeah, yes. man. And so the reason why I wanted Gadget Car to be my first guest on this podcast, so uh, for anyone out there that's finally, if I ever get this out and listening, <laughs> this podcast is just kind of... Uh, about myself and kind of just showcasing all my friends in the music and the comedy scene uh, for, in Los Angeles. Uh, so I've you know, born and raised in Los, Los Angeles. I've been in the music scene for quite a while, as the intro says, and I just want to be able to present everything to you guys, uh, the audience. And uh, when I... Me, when I thought about this, the first band that came to mind was Gadget Car. Like nice. I really wanted to give you guys, nice. you know, I, I wanted to bring you guys in. Only reason being is uh, when I first started playing music back in like 1999, 2000, um, when I joined your band, I really thought I knew, you know, how to be in a band and how to play the guitar. And it wasn't until I joined the Gadget, Gadget Car that I realized I didn't know anything. And you guys <laughs> taught me everything that I really, you guys taught me more that I needed to know. Oh, like when it comes cool. to like playing the octaves and playing the guitar and from tone, you know, right. Mike Sanchez and, you know, uh, you Mike, know, yeah. switching from a, from a solid state to a tube amp. And you, yeah. that was all the stuff I found. I was only 23 when I joined you guys. Wow, I didn't realize that. Even. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, El Nino. Yeah, man. Youngster. Yeah, yeah so... Um, um, that's why I wanted to kind of have you guys on as my first guests, you know, because oh, it's sweet. my way of saying thank you and, you know, uh, showcasing you guys and kind of getting your name out there. You know, know. the G car. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're still we're still active. You know, yes. I know we don't play as often as <laughs> as no. we should be. You yeah. know what I mean? But uh, how'd you guys come up with the name G- Gadget Car? Uh, Tim and I used to work for we were on a label like years ago in the 90s. Uh-huh. That's dating ourselves. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. we were, and we were driving, we worked for the record company. Yeah. And so we'd carpool sometimes, and we were carpooling our way home, and this car uh, drove by us that had um, 
like every little extra you could buy on, at Pet Boys. <laughs> yeah. Like the reflectors and extra stickers and all these, you know. Double windshield wipers. Yeah. Double windshield wipers, yeah. What are those the, called? The, 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 the plastic, uh, <laughs> yeah. the plastic, uh, go on, go on. <laughs> yeah, spinners. the spinners. Mud flaps, and, yeah. yeah. The cologne and the dashboard, which is your air, uh, air freshener. <laughs> yeah, open cologne, yeah. And That's so funny. As we were doing that, he looks over and goes, hey, Mark, check out the gadget car. <sighs> and I started laughing. I said, "Oh man, that's I'm gonna do. That's a really good name for a band, Gadget Car." Yeah. yeah. And so we we ended up we went with it, but the the concept originally was different. Right. It was we did we're gonna do more um like ele- electronic, right? Uh, covers of Kiss songs. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's, yeah. that's what we started with. That you know, was the whole <laughs> idea. And the first one was uh, "Do You Love Me" by Kiss, and then we started just writing songs as we started going along. And then it, the first thing was a girl. Yeah. And uh, she sang and played trumpet. And uh, shout out to Monkey Girl, Joanna Martinez. Nice. And then um, uh, and the, the first guitarist was a guy named Norm Franco, who was another friend of ours. And he was, um, he's, he and I, we grew up in the same neighborhood together. And that, so he was, a, and he was a metal guitar player. Right. It? So he played a, really, really heavy. Yeah, really thick stuff. And it, so it sounded, sounded boom, boom. way different than it does now and right. stuff. And he and I have always been more like alternative punkers and type of, you know, alternative rock or metal people. Right. You know? So anyway, that's, a, that's how we, that's how the whole thing started. Nice. Well, how long ago was that? Like, how long have you guys, how long <laughs> yeah. has Gadget Car been Gadget Car? Do you guys want to refrain from? That <laughs> was 1999. 1999, wow. 15 yeah. years ago, yeah. Yeah. Wow, I didn't, wow. And we kind of actually we were only doing yeah. acoustic shows at the beginning. Yeah, first yeah. time we were doing just open mics and acoustic things, yeah. Yeah. And oh, okay. Then, then I think one of the places they played without me, um, they said they wanted a full band set, like electric. And so yeah. Like, okay, let's give it a shot. You know, we hadn't done that. Right. I just usually just showed up and played with you know, a snare and a kick or something. And, oh, yeah. Dude. And then we rehearsed and that's kind awesome. of from there. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I never knew that. Can I remember when we would rehearse, remember we'd always shoot the shit after and like yeah. we would always get into the conversation like, how long have you guys been going at it? How, when did you guys start? Because you said before it was Gadget Card, you guys were called Children. Children of the Consuming Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Children was, of the Consuming yeah. Fire. Nice. That was a previous entity with Ed, actually. That was with Eddie, the, yeah. the, right. the current. second current guitarist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. How many people have been in and out of, of Gadgetcar? <laughs> I feel like it's been a I feel like it's been a lot because we always talk and it's like, oh we had this guy in there, we had this guy in there. We had special guests stuff. It was been Joanne. Joanne. Um Norm. Mm-hmm. Mike Sanchez. Mike, I think. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. And then we've had other people sit in. Right. Like re- recently, we had Neil Nunez sit in, or some other, you know, yeah. local players. Yeah, yeah. There's a rule that only only native Los Angelinos can play in the band. Nice. No transplants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I forgot to mention. I have a. I have with me as always is my brother Andy in the studio. And this is called Apartment B Studios. Nice. <laughs> nice. So in there, I got Andy kind of taking pictures and kind of shooting video, mm-hmm. and my co-host Jim Nasty Mojica on oh, the Jimmy. on the mic. Nasty. Hi. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't mean to digress. Uh, yeah, I mean, I joined you guys in 2003, if mm-hmm. I could recall correctly. Uh, yes. And we played a show in West LA. I don't remember the name of the venue, but Jimmy and I were still in Halifino with Hector, and we were kind of reaching that point with Hector where we're like, we're gonna ask him to, we're gonna ask, we're gonna, we're gonna kick him up. The joint. The joint, the joint in, yep. in West LA on, on, on Pico. Oh, yeah. It's on Pico, yeah. yes. 
yeah, climb sp- the ladder sp- up. Speaking of the yeah. mic, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, remember we had to climb that, that ladder to get onto the stage. Scary, right, yeah. Yeah. Who has a five-foot stage in such a small venue? And you had to climb a ladder, and you had to get your gear up and down onto the stage with the ladder so you'd get someone up there and you throw yeah, the, your amp you throw your guitar up there yeah. I remember that and I remember um, I remember Jimmy and I were were gonna ask Hector to leave but we didn't know how like dude right. we were you know we're such people pleasers and we don't want it we don't like right. conflict we don't want mm-hmm. we don't want to be you know we didn't want to be looked as bad dudes so we said okay we'll just say we're quitting nice. <laughs> we'll just say that we're quitting hell if I know and that's it and so I remember I told Jimmy uh, why don't you even tell Jimmy? I just remember saying, I'm going to quit. And I remember talking to you and saying, hey, I'm quitting. Right. You know, we're not going to play anymore. And then I was like, uh, and you were like, if you ever want to come and jam with us, yeah, you're more than welcome to. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, and that's how I joined El Carro Gadgeto. That's, that's cool, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Because I remember, because yeah. we always, we, when we used to go and see Helen Fina. We saw you guys play. Over in, in the valley at Weber's. Weber's, Weber's right? Remember that? You went no. over I had my daughter with me. I had my daughter with me, and she was at that time like sixteen or something yeah. like that. And then, so she said, you know, I, I went and said, I, you know, well, do you serve food here? Or, you know, like right. anyway, I, long story short, I got her in. Right. And so we watched you guys play, and I said, man, this guy's got some spunk. It was me, yeah. her, and Tim. Uh-huh. And then we were like, this guy's got some spunk. So we started <laughs> we started doing some gigs together. Yeah, at the time about Jimmy. Huh? You're no, talking about Jimmy. Jimmy yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, Tony guy sucks. <laughs> More than anything has ever sucked before. But but we um so when you, you said that the guys you were you were gonna that you were breaking up, I was like, oh man, this is a great opportunity. Yeah. You know, let's get to get him in here and such. And yeah, I was planning on a Faking my own death. <laughs> nice. yeah, Jimmy's dead, Hector. Uh, oh, we, we don't have a bass player yeah. anymore. Yeah. Ten foot stage at the joint, and now he's dead. We have to quit now. Uh, man, we got to quit. We can't play anymore. You know, but uh, yeah, and that's how I joined you yeah. guys. And I think my first show with you guys. Oh, I I don't even remember where it was. But also that we did a show because Mike couldn't show up, and we're in Orange County at Mo- Malone's. 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 That's right. I remember. I remember after that show at Weber's, I talked to you and you're like, hey, we're going to have this show. A lot. You were calling it a Latino Fest? Yes. Or something like that. Yeah, and it was going to be at Malone's in Santa Ana. Yes. And so you booked us and we played there yeah. with you guys. Do you remember Malone's when we played yeah, out there? We, got, we showed up drunk. I, we, and, you yes. were sauce, dude. You were, we were sauce. Irish car bombs for <laughs> yes, that yes, night. We it, played, it was your birthday or something, right? We played horribly I drunk. I think it was your birthday. I think it was got, my, we got really drunk. Yeah, my, one of my coworkers was there, and he was just buying me Irish. I've never had an Irish car bomb oh before. <laughs> and I remember taking it. I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. Like, uno mas. Yeah, it, was, it just caught up to us. Yeah, yeah you guys are pretty sauce. Cause I, remember, I don't remember who I was with, but I said, oh, you're going to love this band, man. <laughs> He's like, wow. Yeah. I'm like. Well, I think they've been drinking. <laughs> we have a lot of stories like that. Even when we were in Loser, we played so many. I played so many shows. Sauce. I, our last show, I was pretty sauced. I was nice. pretty drunk. Yeah. Yeah, I remember thinking, well, you know, what? a lot of people say they play better drunk. Right. And then when we started playing, I was like, nope, that's not us. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the opposite. That, that's not our band. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny though. I, I'm that way. I, I'll play better drunk to a certain point. Right. But then once I cross that threshold. It just be you know I can play, but then the play, everything just goes kind of goes to crap, and I, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Well. When I joined, uh, you guys still had Mike. You know, Mike, Mike Sanchez, Sanchez was in the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Mike was like really kind of you and Mike. Uh, all, all you guys kind of really took me under my, your wing, and was just kind of Mike was like, you can't play a solid state 
uh, amp anymore. You need to get yourself a tube amp. And he gave me his, well, he sold it to me. Yeah. I say he gave it to me because it took me a really long time to pay him back. <laughs> God bless you, Mike. <laughs> God bless you, Mike. Mike even had to hit me up. Hey, um, so are you going to pay me for that amp? <laughs> that, was a, that was a dick move on my part. Uh, Mike sold me his Maverick, the oh, Mesa yeah. Boogie right. Maverick. And then from there, I, 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 you know, I kind of yes. learned about playing tube and whatnot, you know, yeah. and I never looked back. Right. Like, yeah. You know, that open tone, the trueness. Right. Like that was the type of stuff that I learned with you guys and about tones and octaves and, and uh, pedals and, you know, yeah. s- learning how to solo. Like I still don't think I know how, but I remember I had to play a couple of shows without Mike, yeah. you know, and I had to do the solos instead of just having Mark. The towards the end, I was like, Mark, you just play the bass solos and I'll just keep playing through it. Let's fill the space. Yeah, but it definitely changed challenged me as a guitar player and it did teach me a lot that i that i needed to know oh. you know as a musician so i thank you guys for that oh, cool. like you know it was thank it's you. always fun like anytime you know the gadget car we're that we're that band that we could book a show and not even rehearse true yeah and play like yeah. <laughs> yeah. how long have you guys been playing these songs these well these particular uh some of the songs we had a, a small a project in the 90s called the amazing peabodies <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> Another clever title, dude. That's, that's such a great name, man. <laughs> the Amazing Peabody. The that amazing was a good band. I like yeah. that. But we, um, and it was uh, that. W- it was at that point we we came up with um, Pan Dulce, nice. uh, Jumbo Shrimp. Yeah. Neat. No, not neat. Neat. Um, Pan Dulce, Jumbo Shrimp. Those are the ones we still use. Uh, yeah. 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 And then, um, then, then just uh, then through other different mutations and stuff, the other songs started coming. So some yeah. of these songs we've been playing, Speed Metal Mariachis. Goes way back. That one goes back to the '80s. Wow, that's yeah. like an '88. You know, when we're you know it's a teenage garage right. thing. We just keep playing that song. Yeah. Wow. Now we me songs like Jumbo Shrimp. Uh, Buddy Holly had a test tube baby. Mm-hmm. Soy Coyote. Soy Coyote. I wrote that at 16. Man, when I was 16. Wow. Man, that was a wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was a. Uh, it was originally called Seal and Coyote. Okay. And, but then it, just, <laughs> it just didn't make any sense. So, yeah. But then when we did this one, we started screwing around with it. And we said, hey, let's, let's write it. So like, like with everything with Gadget Car, we would try to make, um, say something that's important, like socially right. or yeah. like, social, political. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, what are the m- m- songs about? Like, uh, I think a song that always sticks out and people always ask us to play is Bon Dulce. You know? Yeah, that's a good jam. Yeah, I remember hearing it for the first time, and I remember always singing along, like when you guys would when you guys would play with us, like at yeah. the Anarchy Library. Or oh, that, yeah. uh, Anarchy well, Library. Like the key line was uh, when you would say, um, "It always tastes the same." It always. Yeah, tastes it the always same. I remember the first time I heard that, and I was like, "You know what? It does taste." <laughs> <the same." laughs> He's right. What was the creative process like? Like when you wrote those songs, like what was you like? Bundle uh, was. Um, uh, that was just written about uh, this is everyone. That one touches on a, on a few things, you know. Yeah. Life as a Chicano right. versus life as a Mexican. Mm-hmm. You know, it says lost in TJ. You walk in, we see a trip to who knows where. But it's, right. uh, it goes over the things all you do in TJ. But when truth, you know, push comes to shove, people in Mexico don't see you as a Mexican. Right. They see you as an American, or a, you know, they don't. They, it's a half breed. It's kind of the Chicano, right? Thing, which is what pochos, right? The pochos, yeah. you know, yeah. And Derogatory so, terms, right? And so. And then I'm, I've always been very proud of my Chicano. I'm, I'm only half Chicano, I'm half Puerto Rican. But the, um, the, uh, I've always been really proud of that part of myself or that part of my culture. So when we, that's what basically the song talks about that, just how, how um, and then it goes, there's like two kind of, that was the first message in the whole thing. And then the overall message in the whole thing too was, it was kind of a, 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 
about how God sees us mm-hmm. and how God sees us all the same. You know, like right. so no matter where you at, He is consistent. Right. You know what I mean? No matter how stupid or whatever we do. And so that was the kind of, it has like two, it's almost like a, a movie that has two, like a subplot and a subplot. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what that, that song does. Yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's a great song. I love playing it live and people, uh, I think people always ask us, ask us for it. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. I think um, I got a text message one time uh, not too long ago and uh, someone asked me if I was at the Dodger game. I was like, no. And they're like, dude, they're playing Gadget Car at the Dodger game. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and then uh, I think they even uh, put, you know, welcomes the gadget car. Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 Did you did you have something to do with no, that? No, I, I yeah. think that was Mike. Mike that was Mike, time. right. Yeah. And then at the Kings games. Yeah, they yeah. played the, at the, the Kings intros. They, so, you know, at the beginning of the game when they're coming out and they played mm-hmm. like the intro on the on the big screen, they would come out to um, Jumbo Shrimp. Jumbo Shrimp, yeah. They would come out to yeah, Jumbo like Shrimp, Kings. dude. Yeah. You can yeah. find it on YouTube. If you look up, I guess, King's intro on YouTube. Yes. You know, uh, so as they're coming out of this. Yeah, man. And so I was like, no way. All right. Also at Galaxy and Chivas games, too. Yeah. They would play the gadget card. So you probably heard us if you ever went to a Dodger game or a King's game back, you know, a few. Or even LA Avengers. Yeah. Over the last 10 years, you probably heard gadget car being played over the over the yeah hey mark so you write all the songs i write much of the songs yeah so so tim how do you feel when he comes in saying hey i got this song (laughs) called jumbo shrimp are you like what (laughs) (laughs) what are we playing (laughs) or are you like all right, you have an over open mind to it okay yeah let's let's go with it you know uh for as long as i've been playing with mark because I know his personality, I know that it, it's going to be something funny yeah. or, or something really serious, you know, but it's going to be a good song. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really have no doubts, you know, because we've been playing, gosh, you know, we met in, at, at co- in college like in 86. Wow. So yeah. we started playing, you know, Top 40 then. <laughs> and then uh, as we started doing just like original stuff down the road, they, the songs sounded funny. Like, like I, I would yeah. hear it at first and like... Really? You know, <laughs> no one's going to buy that. Yeah. <laughs> but as, as the lyrics came out and then we started putting music to it, he said, he would just tell me, listen to this. And he would, you know, play it on an acoustic or something. And I would just sit there and go, you know what? That's a good song. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just, you, you hear the name and you laugh, but then when you hear the music and then it develops, yeah, that changes everything. It's like, okay, I don't care what the title is. It's yeah. going to work. Yeah. I, I would have asked you, are, are you hungry? You know, it's like, <laughs> this song's called Pan Dulce, and then this one's about jumbo shrimp. Like, the cool thing is, is people yeah. remember these titles. Right. They do, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember when you see them. people years later, Pan Dulce, they always yell it out, you know, yeah. or when oh, they yeah. see us, it's one of the things they yeah. remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. jumbo shrimp a lot yeah. too, which isn't, that's an interesting thing too, because I was, I was listening to an old interview with Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. and you heard the song Rocky Raccoon. No, no. It's I'm a Beatles song. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Rocky Raccoon. He wrote it as a children's song originally, just kind right. of. I thought, oh, I'd like to write a children's song. Right. So then I started, that's when I started doing, um, uh, I was writing Jumbo Shrimp because it's uh, the oxymoron of Jumbo right. Shrimp. Because, uh, <laughs> there was a comedian with the ponytail of the old school guy. He's dead now. Um, first. Hagar. No, first. <laughs> comedian. No, he's the first, me- the, the first um, guest, uh, Larry Carlton. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Way off. Oh, Larry he Carlton. Did. He did. Is that his name, Larry Carlton? I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea. Uh, if it's the wrong name, just dub in the right name. He, he, he's a guitar it's player. It's really Bill. <laughs> so no, it was, um, what the heck? It, I, you I ever, know you're talking about. You know I'm talking about. No, yeah. he always says, do you ever wonder why the such and such? And always, you know, anyway, Jumbo Shrimp. But that, that was, I was thinking gotcha. about that. And so it, it, when I started writing songs, I, I started kind of putting it into a rap. 
Right. You know, and, and so it's because it felt good to do it. You know, I had a dream because I don't just listen to rock or metal. Right. Or, or, I listen to everything. So, uh, we, so when I started writing that one, I, I, I had a dream about swimming in the ocean, zigzagging on poetry. And all of a sudden, I just, as I started writing that, it just started hauling ass. Just flowing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it was, and to this day, I can always remember those lyrics. I just pick up you know, something and start playing it, you know, yeah. usually 90% of the time. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I remember kind of learning the songs and like listening to the lyrics. Like I remember with Jimmy, with the way we wrote was uh, we would write the music together collectively and then I would write the lyrics. But these guys never knew what I was singing until we went into the studio to actually record it. And then I would get I would get so ridiculed by these guys because oh, they'd be man. like, you know, uh, is that what you said? Like, what's this song about? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that doesn't make any sense. No, but that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. These songs have been with you guys for a long time, and they're yeah, we yeah. could you could you can hear them on Mitchell's Looking for You, mm-hmm. which yes. is the album you guys put out, uh, and I'm saying you guys put out in 2005 uh, because around that time I had left the band. You did. I, I had yes. made a personal decision to leave the band, and so I got credited as an additional musician. Yeah, yeah. But I do remember that recording process. It was with Dean. Dean Tapia. Dean yeah, Tapia. Yeah. yeah. Was that Laguna? It was close. It was um, Forest Hills. Forest Hills, yeah, yeah, Forest Hills. Forest Hills, Irvine okay. Journal area. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember driving one day after work and sitting in two hours of traffic to get there wow. to finish recording. Yeah, you remember that? Was, I do. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a drive yeah. from East Los. Yeah, it was, yeah, that <laughs> was very, East LA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the price was right for right. the studio. I remember. And so, yeah, yeah, you, you do what you got to do. Yeah, which is kind of cool to think about. Yeah. Like uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band, their first album was recorded in the studio all during like. From one o'clock in the morning, yeah, till all hours because of night. it was all the freebie time. Right, right, right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember it, it was long hours. I do remember that. I remember yeah. when at one point Sanchi walking out in his in his chonies to <laughs> yeah. kind of get the mood back up and getting us <laughs> getting us laughing. Because I remember I would just be sitting, lying on the floor with my guitar, just kind of waiting for my parts yeah. to come. And I remember I just wanted to be part of the entire process. So, yeah. like for any musician that that hasn't recorded a full length album. It's such a long process, and there's so much downtime, mm-hmm. you know. And but to be around people that you enjoy being around, that's what makes it, you know. It, it, the time flies, you yeah. know. And I came being around you guys, and we would go eat. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I remember, right. I remember Eddie and I driving in my my truck, and my truck breaking down. Remember, alternator. the alternator went out, oh, and so oh, we had gosh. to unplug the battery while we recorded and so we could save some juice. Oh, yeah. Remember? And I was like, hey, can you guys follow me home just in case? Yeah. Like, you know, and then he's like, oh, we'll make it, we'll make it home. And we just, as soon as I pulled up to the, the driveway, my the truck, and, I was like, oh, dude, man. what timing is Ta-da. that? Like, what timing <laughs> that is happens, that? Yeah. yeah, you know? But yeah, and then driving, <laughs> driving on a bad alternator from, uh, from Forest, was it? From, um, Lake Forest, Forest. Lake, Lake, Forest. Forest. Yeah. Lake Forest, all the way to East Los, like wow. <laughs> that way. But I do remember that. And that was kind of like, it was like my first or it was like my second or third recording experience, you know, and I remember just kind of sitting in there with you guys and trying to just taking it all in and, you know, again, right. trying to challenge myself and Mike being like, do it again. You're out of tune. And like, you know, do it again. Do it again. It was right. Mike, not yeah. Dean. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. and I remember. Mike was a stickler. Yeah, Mike was very Absolutely. stickler. And, you know, I was always impressed with Mark's ear, you know, for, for everything. Like I'd walk in and just throw my guitar. Mike's, uh, uh, Mark would be like, tune, tune that up. Tune up, tune, tune your guitar. But I am in tune, and then go back. I was like, "Oh, I'm not." Like you know, <laughs> I, was I used to be. The, I used to trip out. I was like, wow, you know, I always remember your ear, and oh, yeah, geez. yeah. Well, it's, you get you hear it a lot and a lot and a lot, and also in myself too, because there's things I've recorded where I was like, "Damn, that's yeah. not, you know, even just demos that I'm kind right. of demoing out a song. I'm gonna say, "Hey Tim, what do you think of this?" Yeah, and I listen. I'm like, "Okay, wait, I can't give it to him yet because this guitar needs it." Just yeah. 
That was, that was 2005. Mm-hmm. Wow. The, the album is called Micho's Looking for You, yes. which is a running joke for the Have You Guys Seen Micho? Yeah. Or Micho's Looking for You. Who's Micho? <laughs> Micho Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> and the album cover is the Saint, really? It's Saint Micho, yeah. we want to call him these classics, <laughs> which was graphic and designed by, by Mark yes, himself. Yes. Um, 2005. Can people, people can still get that, right? You said on Amazon? Yeah, I was, I was looking on Amazon and there it was. Yeah. And if not, you can just look it up. You look, at, look for it. You can get it through us, right? And uh, you can find us on the Gadget Car uh, Facebook page, yeah, yeah. And such like that. But yeah, we'll put it on iTunes eventually. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we we'll, we bring them to the shows whenever we do play. Yes. If we ever, you know, we we'll, we'll play again. Yes, yeah. we will. Yeah, I remember um, we recorded. So we recorded all in in Lake Forest with yes. Dean, but then we recorded um, uh, Clavo and Cruz. In San Pedro. Yes. Or in the South Bay. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was... Uh, with Bobby. Cat, Cat Beach. Cat Beach with Bobby. Cat Beach, too. Bobby Hartree. Now, that... Props to Bob. Yeah, props to Bobby out yeah. there. And it was a Motor City Angel. Not Motor City Angels. Uh, it was another band that Mike was in with Bobby. Lower Than Angels. Lower Than, Lower than Angels. LTA. Lower, L- yeah, LTA. Remember, they played with us at, um, at Rude Dogs. It was a gadget car. Rude Dog, I think Aquanet Headache played when you started playing with Aquanet Headache. Aquanet. Yeah, do you remember <laughs> those? Great these, these, these bands, right? Yeah. You know, and Jimmy and I were in Aquanet Headache for like two seconds. Jimmy was in the band longer. I played like one house show with them. <laughs> nice. And then I just couldn't really make the practices. And then they, they just replaced me without telling me. I remember that. But <laughs> <laughs> going, going back to when we we're talking about how we we're going to break up with Hector. Mm-hmm. And so we we're planning on you know doing this whole thing. Okay, we're going to get rid of him. Then me and him are going to start doing our own stuff, trying to find another drummer. Well, that day, he said, I quit. And I said, okay. And I said, you know what? I quit too. He comes up to me later that night saying, I joined Gadget Car. <laughs> and I'm going, what the hell? Like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, man, so, much for that. so much for plan A. You know? And, and, then, uh, and then luckily, luckily, then uh, well, a couple months later, yeah. uh, Aquanet Headache asked me to... Yeah, I, I remember it was always the same four bands. Remember, I used to always book the same four mm-hmm. bands. It was Gadgetcar, Halifino, Aquanet Headache, and Poor Habit. Yep. Yes. You remember? Yeah. And we'd always play like the Anarchy Library because uh, that was like the only, at that point, that was like the only place I knew where I could book shows. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Uh, and then we started playing with Aquanet Headache more and more. It's like, and we introduced you guys to Aquanet Headache. You remember? And, like we started just going everywhere together, mm-hmm. you know? And Poor Habit, I mean, if you guys, they're on Fat Records now, they're touring nice. the world, so they're doing yeah. really well. Awesome. You know, because remember, we used to play with them. <laughs> we played with them at the Roxy. Yeah. yeah. We used to get them the Roxy show and we used to play with the Rigma. Arigma, Arigma, yeah. And then I, yeah. I eventually joined Arigma in 2009, you wow. know. And, and, and then so, Ricardo joined us. And then Ricardo joined us. So it's just like, you know, this the having rotating band members. Yeah, incestuous rotating band members. But that's how it works in yeah. Los yeah. Angeles. Weird. That's that's yeah. that's music. That's how music's gonna be. And that's why you build that network to to meet people and yeah, uh, hey, yeah, we need a drummer here mm-hmm. because the, when when Loser by Default ended, you know, it was just an, uh, an ongoing stable of musicians too. Like we had Andrew Rotter from uh from a uh, from uh, uh, another band that I forget his name. He's in playing in Sick Waiting now. So it's like mm. you know you know so many people. You know yeah. it's it's funny, <laughs> but yeah, that's that, I don't even, I forgot what we were talking about. I don't even know what topic. I remember when uh, when uh, when Hector was in the band, I, th- I I don't know if I mentioned Mark, but I thought you know what. 
I was going to tell you guys, you know, I'll sit in for you guys right. if you want. And I, but I thought, you know what, man, Hector's going to hate me if I do that. Uh, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's going to just yeah. build more tension. We we had you thought know, about it. Really, like, Gadget Card's going to, you know, <laughs> take all my bandmates and you know, they ruin my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. And Hector was just, I mean, much love to Hector. We still hang out and talk to Hector to this day. We bygones, we bygones. Yeah, he's a sweet guy. We eventually came. He came and played. He sat in with us in May 2010, almost like a reunion. You know, we did like a we played as a four piece instead of a three piece you know mm. we got jimmy's little brother to sit oh, in yeah. with us and then we eventually yeah. became loser by default like you know nice. because we need new new member new name yeah, yeah you know, so um let me see how has the scene changed since you guys started playing like from you know in the early 90s 80s 90s to now like well, you know in, in, what would you say it's changed i think uh like playing in los angeles like the hollywood area yeah. type thing that's changed because like in the 80s you could um you had, if you were just a good band, they'd hear you play and they'd book you. Right. But then in the '90s, the whole pay-to-play thing just started right. going crazy, man. Right. And that was during you know our our, our musical you know when we started coming of age in that, and we started realizing these guys are making money off of us, right? Mm-hmm. And our friends, right? And we have nothing to show other than the than the bragging rights of being you know Correct. yeah I played at the Whiskey a Go Go or I played at the Roxy, right? You know because. You know the Doors play. There are these famous yeah, people. Yeah. So it, it's almost like playing at the Doll Hut. You know, right? What I mean? it, it, it's such a badge of honor because yeah. right. it's like my my dad or like my uncles would introduce. You know, like oh, this is my son that's in the band. He's played at the Roxy. Right, and you everyone know? knows. Yeah. Right, yeah. You know? yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, then Billboard Live, and then the Key Club. They right. change, all these things change their names and such. But right, is it? It the, the scene is changing. That it's not. Um, I think it's, it's just it's people don't feel as. Um, they don't feel that they have to now go to Hollywood and play. Bands. Right. They don't feel mm-hmm. you have to. You can make a local gig. Right. Instead of, you know, during the during the age when I was in like high school age or just out of high school, yeah. I was playing in a cover band or was kind of cover and original band called Panzer Blade. <laughs> it was like a metal band. We were like a full metal. But we had a keyboard. It's pretty badass. Yeah. But we, um, I was playing in that band, and we play in backyards. Right. Right. These things would. Here I am. You know, there was a five piece band, and we're all making. You know. At that time, 70, 75 to to hundred bucks a yeah, night. Pack, they would pack out, and it would just pack out. The thing would just be ridiculously crowded, right. and everyone knew who we were. And we had this, you know, so we didn't really need to go to to Hollywood. Yeah, at that, right. But at that time, we wanted to, you know. Right. We, we, you know, oh, this is fine and dandy. But had we stopped for a second, and, and the, had the culture of record companies and everything not changed, we would have said, "Hey, you know what? Let's build on this right here." Right. But we didn't, and said, "You know, we're starting to." You know, Trying to work our way to and like all bands with a lot of very good players in it, which that's that's when had a lot of good players in it. The drummer went on to play with um, uh, what's the, heck's the name of the band? It's a, they tour in Japan and he does all kinds of touring with mm-hmm. um, with uh, some you know with bands and um, he's a very very good drummer. The guitar player ended up or the singer ended up playing guitar for um, Ike Turner. Oh, nice! And then so everyone <laughs> in the band went on to do something, you know, and they all they all went on to you know do something interesting, but. The, the the fact remained is that, that when you get that kind of talent in a band, everyone wants to do their own thing. Everyone, and so this, that's why yeah. bands like that break up. But with Gadget Card, it's been a little different. And yeah. this is how the scene, the, the, you know, we've always been very, very flexible people. Right. Yeah. And so I would, had you not been like that, we've mm-hmm. I've never said, hey, dude, you should play with us. Right. So, but the, so as the scenes change, you know, because we've done a few pay-to-play things, we're like, right. oh, I really wish I had that money back. Yeah. And we've been yeah. ripped off over it, too. So. Yeah. Oh, we've been yeah. ripped off and you, yeah. you take it for a ride and such. And the, the trick is, and for any band or for anyone in a band who's just trying to, you know, come up now, 
just be happy with who you are. Get a create your own scene, right? And expand it from there, right? right. You don't need to relocate to Hollywood, and yeah, you don't like people from all around the country move down to Hollywood to, to make it big. In the, I'm not going to run this. <laughs> My fruit bowl, man. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> banana hanger. Yeah, the banana hanger. But it, but people they'll they'll come from all over the country to move to 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 the valley first because it's right. cheaper, and then to Hollywood. And they, I live in Hollywood now, right? And it really doesn't accomplish anything. Right. You know, you can do what you're doing from where you're at now, with especially with social media and, and you know, just oh, the yeah. way everything's so connected. You, you know, better than anyone, you do, you book comedy shows, you can yeah. find a comic anywhere. Oh, yeah. And so and that's basically how the, che- the scene has changed. The social media has changed it all. Yeah. People are a little lazier now. <laughs> they don't want to, you know, I'm not going to drive all the way down to, you know, and things that we used to drive, we used to drive down to San Diego to play or drive wherever to yeah. play. Bands don't do that anymore. Like, ah, man, that's yeah. far, man. Hell yeah, that's you know, I'm, just, ah, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, we 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 played in San Diego. And we called it a tour. Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah. that was our tour. Yeah, yeah that was our tour. Yeah, because yeah. it's a long and but that's, yeah, a, but that's what you. makes bands tight, though. That's yeah. What, yeah. yeah. That's, oh yeah, that's awesome. How's recording changed? Since you guys started and until now, I mean, oh, oh man, yeah. technology it's, now. It's like, how do you feel about it? It's so easy now. Yeah, it's easier. It's uh, it's, it's technically faster. Yeah. Um, you don't have to spend as much money, right? Oh yeah. Say your ducats for the tapes and everything you got to take in, you know, to to do them. Yeah. But you know the the pros and cons I think are are still that you know the tape stuff when you listen back to the how it it uh, records on tape. Right. It's just a whole different animal. Right. You know the quality wise. The quality wise, yeah. I mean, it's 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 the the way you hear the guitars and everything come out. It's the way you hear the drums come out. There's just a different tone. Right. Where you could get that stuff on digital um and it's quicker but there's a, just a different sound to it right you know i don't know uh, how some guys call it it's not softer it's just it's, it's got good. a warmer sound it's right. got a, yeah. it's got a color yeah. to it get, yeah but people are starting people get that now mm-hmm. by using the digital recording technique but they'll use um tube preamps all kinds of tube you know mm-hmm. like avalons or you know you yeah get, that's like the starting then you could just go like you could pay ten ten thousand dollars for a single right. rack unit that with a couple of tubes and it's ridiculous but it gets you. It gets that sound. But it's a shame because back in the when we first did a recording, we recorded on two inch tape, mm-hmm. which is <sighs> dinosaur now. But that two inch tape was really really cool. And and some studios out here, you know, like Paramount, I think in in Hollywood, and a few of them still have the tape machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they'll record the drums onto onto tape, and then they'll dump it onto Pro Tools or Logic, depending mm-hmm. on where they're going. And that so, but the, it's changed so much that you can make. You can make a quality product out of your house now, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially, and it's really, really done a big change in electronic dance music and stuff like that because you yeah, have a lot yeah. of guys doing remixes and things like that out of the house. Badass. It's so big now. <laughs> electronic <laughs> metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I've been part of the. I've only experienced the digital recording age. You know, ever since we started recording back in maybe two thousand three, two thousand four, it was all. It's all been digital. So I never had the opportunity to record on tape, you know. Right. So I know how different it is because I if I I've I've seen it on TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? But it's like if you screw up, you gotta start all over again, especially right. if you're recording live versus right. di- recording digitally. Oh dude, don't worry, let's play it back. I'll copy and paste you in. We'll yeah. fix it. Yeah. We'll fix it. Yeah. yeah. Per- vocally we didn't have the, the the pitch correction. That was really new when we first uh, started recording. Yeah, all right. The, the Antares, you know what I mean? You yeah. first started using you know, auto tune. Right. And yeah. now it's a it's a cinch. You yeah. can accidentally make something sound amazing. Right. You know, back then you're like, sing it again. Right. I'm like, fucker, I've been singing all day, man. I'm tired. <laughs> Forget my language. Singing like, really, like Richie Valens. 
And the yeah. cool thing about uh, recording <laughs> totally. on tape back then was you had this uh, process of going to the studio, and that was like really cool. It's like, man, we're going to go into the studio. Right. You know, if we could afford it, you know, you get into a pretty decent one. Or, yeah, yeah. But the whole idea is taking your gear in, and you got to have all your new strings, new drum heads, everything's going to be in tune. Oh, yeah. It, it just felt the whole process was really kind of exciting and new. Yeah. yeah. And That's you could true. do that with the digital, but it just, because you're in that location, that was one of the really cool things. Right. Whereas we could do this in a warehouse. We could do it on our bedrooms here. Right now. In, in my kitchen. Yeah. yeah totally yeah. could. Yeah. Poor neighbors are like, like, where'd you record it? Oh, my living room. Right. Um, <laughs> could you that go back, to yeah. No. yeah. Remember that the song Baker Street? I don't remember the song. There's song Baker Street. It goes, da 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 That was recorded in someone's living room, right? But that was so like unheard of back in the day. Yeah. And then like now it's like, it's kind of the opposite. Oh, you record in the studio. Right. Well, where'd you go? You know? Yeah. A studio. A studio. Yeah, 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 exactly. Not as, not as Singing in, in a, recording vocals in a, in a bathtub and in yeah, a bed. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, man. We... That's all I've experienced. So yeah, that's pretty cool. It's it's changed a lot and now. Like for kids out there now that know what they're doing with, with like I I don't I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, but nice. like I could plug in into my laptop here and record some some riffs and send it to you know to the guys and you know let's work on this. You know, so it's like we live in that age now yeah. where it's like you know, that's a privilege. You know, versus you don't got to get in a room with the same five guys anymore. You could email stuff to each other yeah. back and forth. Put a guitar you know. part in this thing. Yeah. Okay. Man. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I want to talk to you about Hey Vato. Yes. Talk to me about Tell us more about that. So Mark uh, has the privilege of doing a voiceover for an internet. It's on YouTube right now, right? Yes. Is there? Is it anywhere else other than YouTube? It, no, it's on YouTube. We, we, it, you can find it. We we have it now on different film festivals. We mm-hmm. go to nice. we, we put it into different film festivals. Yeah. Just to see what it's like. Yeah. And we've been working with a company called Big Vita who's been really really cool with us. That's cool. They've been very good about, you know, uh pitching us to to major networks and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Hopefully the Hey Vato show goes over Yeah, what's your role on the on Hey Vato? I play Smiley. He's kind of a um <laughs> a, a sophisticated. He's a more cholo looking one or the traditional cholo looking. We have to kind of Yeah, Raider jersey. A, yeah, we have with the Raider jersey little on, on Chewy. Yeah. Little mustache, right? And he's bald. Yeah. And then there's the other guy with the bandana and the yeah. shirt buttoned at the top. That's my character. His name's uh, Smiley. Oh, nice. And he, um, and you provide the voice. I do. It's yeah. just, it's just, it's basically me. But it's, um, it, you imitate the people you grew up with, right? You know, like, hey, fucker, <laughs> what you been doing? Sitting around doing nothing. But we thought it would be funny that that because there's more to 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 people than the stereotype. So right. they they they'll, in the show they'll discuss philosophy. They'll quote. Emerson or the quote, right. Nietzsche or Confucius, you know, whatever it is, it's uh, there's more to it than just, you know, uh, yeah. dumb cholos, you know. Okay. Yeah, it's, and they're puppets, right? Yes, total. Uh-huh. So they're puppets. So it's not like anim. It's it's part animation, part puppetry, right? Correct. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's pretty cool. Check it out on YouTube. Just type in Hey Vato. Yeah, V A T O. If anyone, see a little puppet thing. Yeah, anyone not living in Los Angeles, if you don't know what a cholo is, it's you know Mexican gangster. You know, right. remember the acronym C H O L O, Chicano yeah. homeboy or Latino orphan. Or the, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. In, um, like Texas, they'll use Pachuco. Pachuco. Gadget Car provides a soundtrack. Yeah. So I was gonna say Gadget Car. The the opening theme of it is is Pandulce. Pandulce. Yeah. So it's so funny to hear stuff like. You know, it's like, hey, that's that's me playing guitar. That's me. That's, that's my me. guitar. Yeah, that's my guitar on there. Yeah. I'm a rock star. <laughs> I'm a rock star. <laughs> that's fucker. real cool. And you, you you have credits on IMDb. So look up Mark Rivera M A C M A R C. Yes, Rivera on IMDb. And look at me, Bob. That's how I get into Comic Con free, which is pretty sweet. Oh, dude, that's awesome. How, having an 
IMDb, how, you know, how does that change? Like, it's really handy. Yeah. yeah you, really? you can get in all kinds of stuff free. You know, it's like, oh, you get in as a professional. You know? Right. And they buy it. You know, they drink <laughs> like Kool-Aid, man. Yeah, man. It's like you could put anything. Like, you know, I was in my, my mom's home movies in right, 1983. But, it's my movie credit right but there. But yeah, but if it gets, if it's, yeah, if it's, I don't know how the whole IMDb thing works, how you get on there, but yeah. it's like something that has to do with SAG or having to do with something, something. But getting all the credits on there was pretty cool. Right. And, and because you have a Vato, I mean, that's your IMDb credit, right? You right. could use it because it's in film festivals now. Right. And that's pretty, also pretty... because I do the music for it. Uh-huh. I'd record, I do the, the scores for it. Right. We, um, it's, uh, all gadget car songs. A, that's <laughs> another, uh, another credit in and of itself. Yeah. Right. And I just use gadget car songs because they're, they're really, they're, they're, they fit in really well with the, right. the culture of the show. That's cool. That's really cool. Well, congrats on that. And Thank you know, you much, much success more in the future. Uh, so I think uh, we're ready to wrap it up. Uh, where can we find the gadget car now? I, I remember at once upon a time there was gadgetcar.com, but <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> the gcar.com. The gcar. But not, not anymore. Now I just find it on Facebook. Okay. And it's really I, the cool thing about that, the sucky thing about that, it's not as, you know, kick ass website. Right, right. So when we will get around to that event again, but social media just makes it so much easier. Just get on Facebook, right? Up, put in gadget car and you see the little dog. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you can find us like that. And you're correct, you're communicating directly with us, which right, is really, right, really right. nice. Where can they find our music other than Amazon? Can they see it, find it on YouTube? Or we got a bunch of videos on YouTube, right? Yeah. Type in gadget car. Yes. Uh, we got a lot of live stuff on, on there. Uh, we got a lot of yes. our CD. You know, we have CDs that we do bring with us at our at our shows yeah. whenever we play shows. We're running low, but I think yeah. we need to do a reprint. <laughs> yeah, we'll reprint. we'll get a show soon. You know, uh, just keep an eye out for us on Facebook because we do play shows just randomly we just throughout take the long year. Siestas. Yeah, we do. We take <laughs> we take breaks here and there. It's like it's funny because well, we never break up. No, we never, we never we've never broken up. And it's like people ask, "Are you still in a band?" I'm like, "I'm in Gadget Car." <laughs> yeah, <it's a laughs> you know, I'm not a loser anymore, but I'm still in Gadget <laughs> yeah. Car. Like you know. Um, and you know, we're that type of band that, you know, um, hey, you know, we all kind of Facebook message each other or text each other, hey, let's yeah. get a gadget car show going. Okay. You know, That's and good then, idea, it's a good idea. Yeah. And then we'll book something and then, you know, we go our separate this. ways for that year. But, yeah. you know, uh, we're still active. You can still find us, find us on YouTube, Facebook. Uh, if you want some, I have our CD, I can bring you a CD of our gadget car song. Yeah. I could put it on YouTube, do whatever. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll put a, a plug a link in here onto the nice. website. And for everyone listening, go to myscenemyrules.com, uh, www.myscenemyrules.com, all one word. And to kind of check this out, it'll be up on iTunes pretty soon. Um, so we're going to do an acoustic set. We're going to yes. record some acoustic yes. songs. Uh, and so uh, that's what we're going to do next. So we're going to set up for that. So I just want to thank you guys for coming to coming out and being part of this for me and being part of my first episode of my scene, oh, my rules. Yeah. Proud as a peacock thinking, of you, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's, uh, love you, you know, it's love you guys too, man. It's always been a pleasure kind of playing alongside you guys and really you know, good seeing you guys. Anyway. And it's always Thank good you, to just even sit down and shoot the shit and noise, yeah. you know, get to, <laughs> to goof off. And, you know, are, are you doing stand up comedy, Mark? I remember one time I, I almost booked you on the show. Yeah. I was going to start doing yeah. it because especially that. Yeah, and, and you got to do it, man. You know, the people I was working on, uh, doing, uh, uh, Hevato with were kind yeah. of like you know the directors like hey bro you know yeah push the show because you can pimp the show like that yeah I could base it off some maybe I mean I, I probably will I just it's just I <coughs> I, I write I do a lot of creative things yeah I'm not the most creative person right but my because my I process are. is not fast <laughs> it's, it just takes a while I'll yeah. get to it though I'll get to stand up again it's process always, is too fast he's thinking of so many things at right once. it's <laughs> always I, a I, I always email Tim and Eddie first and then I go get a part to Mark <laughs> can they do it okay now let me see if Mark could do it because Mark's always gonna be the last one yeah, but yeah. He, he's always so busy and moving yeah. around and stuff like that so again thank you guys so much uh, awesome. when we're on iTunes um, if I ever get up on iTunes go back and rate it subscribe 
subscribe to it. Uh, MySeenMyRules.com. Go by, check it out. And that would be the name of the, of the iTunes show, My Scene, My Rules. I'll send it to you guys as soon as it's ready. Awesome. So next thing we're doing now is we're just going to set up for the acoustic show, uh, the acoustic set. <laughs> nice. And then we'll go from there. So we'll see you guys in a little bit. Thank you guys for listening so far. Okay. <sighs> Tequila Mockingbird. Coming to the stage, Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> My sphincter.